All right, welcome everyone. Uh, this is Paul H's Reflections on the 12 Steps. This is not an AA meeting. It's one member's take on the exact nature of the wrong, page 64 of the AA Big Book, and the solution to the 12 Steps. The meeting is being recorded, and it's being streamed live on Facebook. This is not an all-share meeting. Rather, it's a question and answers for Paul H's take on the 12 Steps. For details on all the events, his story under arrest, books, t-shirts, and past events, videos, check out his website, zenbitchslap.com. All right, let's uh, get this thing rolling here. So our reading today, I thought uh, on page 27, um, it's uh, probably, the whole page, but I'll go ahead and start at the top of the plate. Uh, some of our alcoholic readers may think they can do without spiritual help. Let us tell you the rest of the conversation our friend had with his doctor. The doctor said, you have a mind of a chronic alcoholic. I have never seen one single case recover where the state of mind existed to the extent that it does in you. Our friend felt as though the gates in hell had closed on him with a clang. He said to the doctor, is there no exception? Yes, replied the doctor, there is. Exceptions to cases such as yours have been occurring since early times. Here and there, once in a while, alcoholics have had what, what are called vital spiritual experiences. To me, these occurrences are phenomenal. They appear to be in the nature of huge emotional displacements and rearrangements. Ideas, emotions, and attitudes which were once the guiding forces of their lives, of these men are suddenly cast to one side and a completely new set of conceptions and motives begin to dominate them. In fact, I've been trying to produce some such emotional rearrangement within you. With many individuals, the methods I have employed are successful, but I have never seen a success, been successful with an alcoholic of your description. Upon hearing this, our friend was somewhat relieved for he reflected that after all, he was a good church member. This hope, however, was destroyed by the doctors telling him that while his religious convictions were very good, in his case, they did not spell the necessary vital spiritual experience. Here was the terrible dilemma in which our friend found himself when he had the extraordinary experience, which as we have already told you, made him a free man. So, you know, I kind of was, when I was reflecting on this, Paul, I was thinking, you know, I was thinking about being convinced self manifest in various ways, what painted us and the self-imposed crisis, the imposition of self. And then, you know, kind of how this kind of ties into that whole, um, shift in perspective. So uh, let's, I'll give it to you. Yes, thanks, Kurt. Well, nice to see everybody, all alcoholic or a grateful member of recovery or however you want to say it. Uh, yeah, I, I remember there was a guy named uh, Harry Tebow or something in the beginning. And he found that the idea of surrender was completely necessary. So he would set up little like control follies 
in people's lives where he would talk to the boss of someone and have that boss fire the someone, not really, but fire him. He had talked to his, the guy's girlfriend or husband, I mean, wife. And then they were saying, we're going to leave you. And they, he would try to control situations and circumstances to induce a certain bottom so that that person could give up finally. Yeah. And then, and he believed that surrender was necessary, that there's got to be a point of, in a way, you can grow into that point, but many of us have to uh, surrender under that point of pitiful and comprehensible demoralization. You can, there is an easier, softer way. That's part of the program, yeah, to lift people's bottoms. But, uh, and when that, uh, that day occurred with me, when I feel, you know, what defines a bottom is when you're moving away from it, yeah. So, because I lived on a bottom for years. It wasn't like, it was, wasn't an unusual deep bottom one day. It was basically the norm. But that bottom is signified by moving away or go moving up from it. Yeah. And uh, I do remember feeling like it's sort of like uh, being buried alive and not having the, the little fake exit of being the observer of that. The observer was in the coffin. Yeah. I mean, all of what I call me, the, the thief and the policeman was in there. The policeman wasn't pontificating, look at what you did. There was just a complete demoralization or a exhale or a deflation of the whole system. Yeah. And then in my case, it was a sudden one. I was struck sober, but I truly believe that being struck sober can happen over and over and over again. To stay sober, you need a way of life. Yeah. You need a way of life to stay sober. I think a lot of us get struck sober. There's a point where we've 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 met the end, but then time continues and there's a regrouping and we keep adapting to a lower and lower bottom, really. Yeah. But in this case, the circuit the whack was strong enough that it set off trains of circumstances that brought me to my first AA meeting that night. And then AA's had a huge influence ever since. Yeah. So I don't believe that uh, that being struck sober could stand alone. It needed a way of life to sort of allow it to extend the miracle, so to speak. Yeah. And that way of life is truly based on, you know, admitting uh, we're outmatched in a way. Yeah. And coming to believe that something could do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. And in this case, specifically concerning the insanity that precedes the first drink, that something could give us uh, a deterrence against that. Yeah, because no, there's no mental defense. So it has to come from another source. Yeah, it's not going to be a physical defense. You're not going to build a barricade or a wall with barbed wire. It's going to be a spiritual defense. Yeah, something that we're that unsuspected inner resource we're living truly unsuspecting of it. Yeah, because we're mentally dominated. So that that spiritual resource, you know, put out that call. And one of the answers to that call was recovery. 
the way of life, principles, you know, everything we do. Yeah, and service being one of the most pronounced activities based on the condition we're in, which is obsession with self. Yeah, so we have to get pulled out of that orbit. Yeah, because we can't get ourselves out of the orbit. We have to do something called service to pull our attention out of the orbit of self. Yeah, so that we can have different possibilities because the pos the possibilities as self are quite stifling you know it's just claustrophobic it's not looking good and it's always based on a future or a past condition and the soothsayer of that world is is the problem yes that's where the head is playing god it's telling you how it was and how it's gonna be all freaking day yeah it really is and so and it's your hope to be okay gets thrown into time and then it's a hope I will be okay. Yeah, or a memory I was once okay, but that okayness isn't available now. Yeah, with that, with that direction with that, that promising isn't okayness now it's there will be okay and I was once okay, maybe yes, so it never delivers the goods. It just promises. Yeah. And then it sets out of, on a course of mostly inaction <laughs> and produces its own effects. And then we get frustrated and upset and demoralized. And who wants to feel that? So you take an easy way out, getting loaded, you know, go oblivious, you know, take shit to kill some brain cells, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And uh, hmm. Some of us are severe cases, you know, real addicts and real alcoholics. We're not going to go into a like a three day detox, you know, it's probably not going to work. We need a way of life. We need a way of life. You know, we used to speak to people in those 28 day programs and we'd always say, what's the most important day of the 28 day program? The 29th day is what you do when you leave. Yeah. If you take the bridge of recovery, that sobriety that you had in that controlled environment may become available the rest of your life. Yeah. But you get most of us aren't going to be able to live in a controlled environment. Yeah. So 28 days and then go back out, then go back in for 28 days and then, oh, I'll stay a year and then go back out. Yeah. We need a way of life that's available when you're in a controlled environment and when you're outside a controlled environment. Yeah, and the two, the tent of recovery is pretty open, so we have meetings and shit like that. But you don't camp out in the meeting usually. You don't live there. It's not like a a camp out. You go to the meeting, you get refreshed and reinvigorated. Uh, you go back out. Yeah, yeah. We got a purpose. It's not to stay in a controlled environment. It's to help other people who suffer from the same shit. Yeah. Are we going to meet everyone in the controlled environment? No. We're going to meet them out here. Yeah. So this is about being of maximum use. It's not about Paul getting super great. If that's a if that's a byproduct of it, fantastic. But it's not necessary. It's Paul being of use to himself and others. Yeah. And because of why it wasn't useful, he wasn't. Yeah. He was caved in, in in himself. He was caved into this mental idea. Yeah. It was completely claustrophobic. And I wasn't having that much fun. And 
Getting high wasn't a party, it was an occupation. I had to try to get out of self every day. I couldn't bear living in that, that judging condition. The only way I could obliterate it was by getting loaded. And I was the type that I was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel that discomfort now. It was that severe to me, seemingly, yeah. So here we are once again, and this guy gets this uh, diagnosis. It's not sounding well for him, yeah? The one door religion was closed on him. He's basically up Schitt's Creek, and that's where the river of life starts, yeah? If you didn't, if you, if you stop paddling one way, you'll go into the river, yeah? The river of fucking, yeah, but Schitt's Creek is just having the canoe pointed the wrong way, yeah? <laughs> Life run on self-will. Mike is leaving. Nice to see you, Mike. Yeah, make an appearance. Here's Mike. Yes. Here's better today. Yes. He's sober and he's going out into the world. I'll see you, bro. Yes. We have a whole line of people. They're coming for a hug, oh, yes. and they're going out into the world sober. Here's another one. He looks just like Mike. Show me. Oh, there's that one, yeah. He's going into the world, yeah. Remember, don't try to save anybody. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... This guy was still probably holding out hope, and the guy really, that was true compassion, putting out the imaginary light. Yes? It truly was. Compassion is a letting, it is allowing people to have their bottom. Yes? You're not doing them a favor trying to keep them from their bottom. Some, for us, for many of us, that's what it takes. You have to have that day of reckoning, you know, and realize it's all fucking collapsed, and then there's a new beginning, obviously, if you want to just keep stretching it out over and over and over again. Yeah. So, yeah. We're not in the business of outcomes. I'm not in the business of your sober outcome. All I do is share, hold the space, hopefully. Yeah. And in this seat assignment, point out maybe the, the diagnosis of the exact nature of the wrong, the activity of the bondage of self is definitely an act of being identified as it. It's definitely that, in my view. So, yeah, thanks, Kurt. Thank you, Kristen. Thanks, buddy. Kristen, yeah, you don't have a job here. There's no windows to wash. It's all uh, plastic. Wow. It's, they're building it now, yeah. I was getting ready to run right over. Yeah, no, we don't need windows <laughs> or anything yet. Well, you know, when you said hoping against hope, I, I love I love that statement. It's it's like you said. It's like uh, I remember a friend of ours used to say. He said, "If I rob you from your pain, he said you got to start over again from the very beginning." And it was that kind of yeah, that thing like you just said. And it's not for everyone at any time. Sometimes it's totally cool to help people. Sometimes it's not. It's not helpful to help people. Yeah, <laughs> right. on a, a need to know basis. There's no like rote, okay, this is how I recognize someone who doesn't need. No, it's it's in the moment. Yeah, you trust mm. the process and then and, and see what happens. And after trusting the process, you see it works. And so then you, there's more trust in the process. So yeah, 
Mm. People always want to call me up and, you know, have a rote answer that I would give to everyone. There isn't one, you know? Mm. Mm. This is seemingly so, Kurt, really. Mm. This isn't true. Our condition is actually not true. It's seemingly true. And a lot of the condition is coming from this other side of the seemingly. It's the activity of our head. Yeah. So, and who can gauge that? Who can take a, how, who can weigh that? You can't. It's so subjective. You don't know everyone's own private Idaho. You just don't know it. Yeah. 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 So you have to, but something does, something can. And I'd rather stay open to that telling what the person may need to do than me telling the person what they need to do, really. Because I have no idea. Some of that, like I've never been in a lifelong depression. I never have had a long stint, I don't believe, of what I hear people describe as depression. Um, so I don't know, you know, I don't know what it would be like if the volume in the head was turned up eight notches. I may be taking any pill that was on the table or going through people's medicine cabinets, who knows, yeah? But while I have a freedom from that, to enjoy it is to be it, really. Yeah, not having it, being it. Yeah, because if I feel like I have it, I feel like I can lose it. It's too essential for that possibility, yeah? But being it, yeah? Being the spiritual condition, so no matter what other mental or physical or emotional conditions are happening, they don't override the fact that there's an inherent spiritual condition. That's reliable. That's stabilized. That's true to me. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. So basically, true or not, what's ever going on, there's a truth underneath it, around it, over it. Yeah. And that truth is readily available at all times with no requirement necessary to meet it really, except the ones we make up. And then you'll get tired of making up shit and you'll just be available. Yeah. You will. You don't have to prove that you're, you've become spirit. You are spirit. There's no need for proof. Yeah. I don't do myself into a sense of spirit. I don't feel. Yeah. I am a sense of spirit doing shit, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems simple, but it's profound in a way, because this whole experience is directional, really. Yeah. If you look one way, you're on Schitt's Creek. If you look the other way, it's opening to the ocean. It's incredible. <laughs> if you keep listening to that, what's telling you you're up Schitt's Creek, there's going to be more Schitt's Creek. All the while, the ocean is right there. You're just not seeing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is what happens. We get a new attitude and outlook. We get a new pair of glasses, like Richard, Chamb Richard, uh, whatever said it, whatever his name was. Chuck, yeah. Chuck yeah. Chamberlain. Yeah. Chuck Chamberlain, new pair of glasses, fantastic. So now, instead of seeing Shit's Creek in Shit's Creek, we see Shit's Creek appearing in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> the ocean is the dominant thing, and now there's a little bit of it called Shit's Creek. Yeah. <laughs> If you stop rowing, which is producing more shit's creek, the will overtake you. <laughs> you don't realize shit's creek and the rowing are very synonymous. You trying to get out of shit's creek is shit's creek, really. <laughs> 
You're outmatched, bro. Put the oh, put the uh, put the fucking paddle down and admit you can't get out of Shit's Creek. And there, then the oceans available. Right? <laughs> you can't talk people into that. They gotta fall into it. I think AA brings you to that place. It does. It. I mean, the first step is really a declaration of being outmatched, obviously. Yeah. And step two is a recognition that something is doing for you what you can't do for yourself. Step three is making a decision because you, not your, your life is under, isn't under your own power. You've been taken over. So you make a decision that that which is demonstrating and doing for me what I can't do for myself, I'm going to make a decision to turn my whole kit and caboodle over to that, over to the care of that. Yeah. Because I feel hoping, and it's going to turn into a belief and really galvanize his faith, that I'll be taken care of better than the, with the new employer than the old employer, really. Yes. I mean, it's not much of a leap. We've gotten the results of the old employer. So the third step is just that, make a decision, and then jump right into action by doing an inventory. Now, I would like to suggest to maybe have the view of the inventory as looking at the patterns of how self has defeated us by its manifestations. I would, and do another one if you like, but I would throw that in there, yeah? And maybe actually do another one and looking at resentments as yours and fears, and then compare it to the inventory of fear, resentment, and harms to others instead of your fears, your resentments, and see the difference. There's a, there'll be a huge one, yeah? And I think that difference is sort of, you know how, you know, uh, when they go to another planet, they can't really take a picture of it, but they take, they bomb it with like radar or something, and then they make up an image from that data. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you, the data that will be revealed by my resentment and resentment, you'll see something, you'll see what has defeated you, this, this ambiguous thing called self, you'll see it. Yeah. The information will produce an image and hopefully you'll see it as other. And when you see it as other, the possibility of being free from it is finally reestablished mm. instead of trying to be free as it. You give up that fucking hope and now you're on a path, a clear path really, right? From the bondage of self, not as an example of the bondage of self, but from the bondage of self. Yeah, freedom from it not freedom as it or with it or for it or by it but from it yeah please relieve us of this bondage of self now you're on now you've got the clear direction and now there's that movement from the faith being in the finite self and the faith being in the infinite yeah and you get the the joy and all the other reactions of seeing that happen in your life and in other people's lives yes I mean, really, which is unbelievable. You know, it's like, it's great when you see someone like wolf-like eyes turn into a different, almost a whole different creature just by getting sober. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fantastic. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's my, that's my, my take on it today. It's not my take, really. My take would have had me in it a lot. 
Well, you'd have to come through me, buy this, get that, and only yes. But it's come through. Something has come through, Paul. I'm I'm very clear. It's not Paul. Yeah. So I I don't mix up the water with the hose. I don't. Yeah. yeah. They have totally different qualities. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to, to misidentify water with the hose. The hose ain't really. <laughs> going anywhere you know it's something it's it's a it's a transport for something so you're either a transport for selfing or spiritual direction you know right yeah, there aren't that many uh possibilities it's either one camp or the other yeah it's either trusting the finite or trusting the infinite yeah, yeah. now you got to learn i feel how it looks when you're trusting the finite because you may not know that while you're believing you're trusting the infinite, it actually may be a reinforcement of trusting the finite. You may not know that. And it's nice for that knowledge to be available so that you can catch how it robs you again and again and again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It robs you when you're in the solution. It robs you when you're in the problem. <laughs> it does. Yeah. One, it's super blatant. The other is like a pickpocket, but it's still robbing you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so, great. There's a there is a solution, but the problem has some moves. The act of being identified as something's tricky, because you don't know it when you're in the act of being identified as it. Yeah. So when Stanley is manifesting through you, you keep calling it your manifestations. You're not aware that you're identified as Stanley. Yeah. So if you come into the program, and most of us do. We're trying to get out of what we're not actually in. Yeah. We're trying to get out of Stanley as Stanley, but we're not Stanley. So that's not going to work, obviously. Self can't get out of self. So we have to have some, we have to have an education about this so you can recognize the mental activity because the problem resides in the mind, the mental activity. That's where the problem is. So, uh, and it's not a stagnant thing. It's an activity, a bunch of activities. Yeah, that implies stuff. Yeah. So when you're thought about, you're implied to be a body. Yeah. So that immediately cancels the fact that you're a spiritual condition because you start about all your concerns about conditions are premised on starting as a body condition. Wow. That changes the whole game. So now the body and the head is going to try to become spiritual when in fact it is spirit appearing as a body and a head. That's insane, eh? <laughs> so what would the spiritual condition try striving for that? What would that actually be doing? Reinforcing the physical condition. Because you as the physical are trying to become spiritual. That's a fucking, that's like, you know, changing water into oil. I mean, Jesus may have done it, but I don't see you as Jesus right now. <laughs> <laughs> So I would, we got to sort of recognize the oil and the water, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So the education came about when I got sober, because you don't know the problem when you're in the problem. You learn about alcoholism when you're not in alcoholism, really. You do, don't you? Really? I mean, you, you know the effects of alcoholism, but you definitely don't know the cause when you're under alcoholism. You don't. Yeah. When you get out from underneath that rock, you can under, then you can 
start understanding what it was like to be inside underneath the rock. Yeah. Yeah. So this is hopefully, hopefully we can participate in an education on, and uh, like a be like a sort of humble optometrist to work on the new pair of glasses that Chuck C was offering. Yeah. So maybe we can see. It's not more seeing; it's seeing more. There's plenty of seeing. Yeah. But we need to see more about what about the act of the of the problem. You know, I feel. So I think the word self is used quite a lot in the uh, in the book, probably more than anything, more than God, everything. Yeah, self, the word is probably everywhere. So if you keep calling self you and self is what has defeated us, you are in the in fact, you're relying on that which has defeated you. How's that going to work out? Yeah. And are you going to understand its evidence right in front of you? You won't because you'll think it's you and it ain't. Yeah. You have not defeated you. Paul did not defeat Paul. There was a defeat of whatever you want to call Paul by this activity of being identified as self. Yeah. The main movement in the beginning of recovery in the third step is you lose interest in self. That sets off everything. Yeah. Why is that? Why does everything get set off when there's a loss of interest in in self and won't get set off if there isn't a loss of interest in self? Why is that? It's, It's fundamental. It's very, very important. And to learn that you can't lose interest in self as self. That would be more interest in self. You have to see that sooner or later. Yeah, because you'll be feeding the problem while you're thinking you're starving the problem. You got to find, you got to figure that out, I think, humbly. So that things are clear from the beginning, not clear down the road, but from the beginning. Yeah. And then this, the idea of surrender, when you see the facts of the situation will lead to surrender. You will have, you will have surrendered to that which you admitted in the first step. You, there will be a surrendering to that. You'll realize you're not managerial quality. Yeah. Seriously, you'll realize it. It'll be done. It's a moot point. Yeah. No going to 20 years of business rehab. You're just not managerial quality. Yes. Yeah, get a trade. You're not going to be running the show. Yeah. You may be directing a lot of other people, but not as the director. Something's directing you, directing a lot of other people. You may have a seat assignment where you direct a lot of people, but you're not, you're being directed, hopefully, by the spirit. Yeah. That's clear. You just stay like that forever from now on. You hit a point where you're convinced. Yeah. I don't, all right. Turn off the evidence, I'm convinced. Yes, let's move to, uh, you know, I, yeah, turn off that spigot, I'm convinced. I'm convinced I'm not managerial quality. I'm convinced that something does for us what we can't do for ourselves. And I am also convinced that something was doing through us that, that which we would have never done by ourselves. I believe the old employer has basically the similar traits as the new employer, Set yet the effects are completely different. Yeah. You get taken over by the spirit, just like you got taken over by the head, but the effects of that takeover are completely different from the head and the spirit. 
Yeah, but the takeover is the same. Yeah, you're like an opal vessel. You're like one of those public car shares in the city. Yeah, while you're driving it, you think it's your car, but there's going to be 12 drivers that day thinking it's their car. (laughs) It's a timeshare. So basically, this idea of this is my life, obviously, was it? You look just like every other addict when you're out there. (laughs) Yeah. And hopefully, in a sense, you have a nice appearance, bright eyes, like every other person who's really in in the aliveness of recovery. Yeah. Because it's the old employer looking through us or the new employer looking through us. It's not us looking through anything. We're the we're the looking glass. We're not the we're not the one who's looking through the looking glass. We're the looking glass. Yeah. Didn't that feel? Didn't it feel like that? Shit. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Didn't it feel like something is doing for me what I couldn't do for myself? Yeah, it feels like that. If you, I can't really, you know, I can't use math to uh, verify it, but intimately, that's how it feels. It feels like something like doing talks. I never get ready because it's not me giving the talk. Seriously, I just show up at 830 and let it go, let it rip. And by the evidence, I have come to believe completely, yeah, complete faith in it, that its ability to get through me isn't based on my conditions. (laughs) It would just use me if I'm sick or not. It doesn't care. Yeah. I don't think it sees me as I see me. Thank God, I don't. (laughs) It really doesn't seem to take all that I think you should take in consideration when you think it doesn't seem to take any of it into consideration. Seriously, it doesn't. And I'm better off for it, really. (laughs) Maybe it's my own vested interest that's really part of the disease. So, yes, I'm stoked, you know. Yeah. I am stoked, man. It's almost 34 years, I think, now, sobriety in March. I think so. I'm pretty sure. I'll have to do the math. But, man, that's, that's the it's, – it's, it's been the most momentous and the most – an event with the most momentum in my life. Yeah. 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 Pretty awesome. Yeah. Yes. And it gets easier – yeah, this isn't like this isn't like boot camp forever. I mean, you may need to go through some, you know, some discipline, but basically it's more like a being a free range alcoholic sooner or later. Yeah, you just yeah, you're not burning houses down. You don't need a lot of surveillance. <laughs> yeah. I don't have ill will to my neighbors or anyone. <laughs> First of all, because it's too much fucking work. Seriously. I mean, really, to carry around a resentment is a lot of weight. Yeah. And what is it doing? Giving you a rationale to being alone and right? Fuck, that's a bad deal. <laughs> yeah, fucking. Well, let me show you my resentment. Give me a fucking break. It's, it's like prehistoric it's been petrified you just keep breathing life into it yeah hey bro that was 40 years ago (laughs) uh i i was ran over 42 years ago get over it 
Yeah. <laughs> Buddy ran on me over twice. Well, twice get over it. You know, <laughs> fuck it. You know? Be happy you can even walk. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy what you have. Don't be no bemoan what you don't. That's insane. Who had the ability to do that? No one. I didn't. Now it's available. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Hawaii got me stoked today, I guess. It's funny when I when there's a, a mess a meaning of non-duality, it's a different feel, yeah. Because here this is more about the action figure, you know, recovery. So you can get into like fleshy, meaty stuff. Because uh in the absolute rigid dogmatic view of non-duality, you know, but in this it's sloppy, yeah. <laughs> we're fucked well there's no one to be fucked yes and we're fucked no, it's just, yeah. so it's uh yeah it's cool i hope yeah. uh we're all enjoying sobriety and the possibilities that are available yeah and if you know many of us will be used to point out possibilities to ourselves and to each other mm-hmm. yeah yeah do not think it is a heavy burden that you have it's a great joy to be used. Yeah. If people don't like what you're doing or they're thinking it's threatening something, stand by by your principle. Yes. Yeah. If it's true for you and it is, then pronounce it. Yeah. Other people can decide on their own. Yes. Yes. Or I won't just turn into a dogmatic church, you know, fuck. Right. Right. Yes. This is there's gotta be blood pumping through the veins. Yeah. Yeah. Freedom from the bondage of self is not held or enjoyed by self. Self cannot enjoy the freedom from the bondage of self. He can't. It's freedom from exactly that. The self that wants to enjoy freedom from the bondage of self. That's where the freedom lies. It does. You lose interest in you, the you that you're not. What? Yeah, you do. Yeah. I love it. Maybe you'll get interested in dogs. I don't know. Insects. I like insects. <laughs> I like, you know, small birds. <laughs> Except I don't like roosters right now. You know, <laughs> on, they're on my hit list, really. If I had a little drone, I'd drop a little rooster bomb somewhere. <laughs> Take them out. Take them out! <laughs> <laughs> but is my day full of rooster resentment? No. <laughs> You're like, if you get fixated on the rooster, you miss the bus. Every day, every moment, a new the bus shows up, the door opens, and it says, come in. If you're busy fighting with the rooster, you can't come in. You know, like that. <laughs> but I'm right. I know you're right, but get on the bus. Fucking drop it. Yes. Bus rides much nicer. <laughs> you can learn that, can't you? You can. You can learn. Uh, you can face life successfully. By facing life. Yeah. To me, you know, really the it was it was I couldn't face life successfully without drinking or using. 
Yeah. So what I was really afraid of was sobriety. I wasn't afraid of drinking and using. I was a pro at that. Mm -hmm. Overdosing and getting arrested and shot at were fucking, I could handle that. Having someone unconditionally love me, now that was threatening. Yeah, maybe going to a job interview, that would have been threatening. <laughs> but yes, I have learned that I, the action figure, which I'm not, can face life successfully. A day at a time. Don't give it a 30-year plan. It will flip out. But a day at a time, it seems to be able to fake it through. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I've taken way too much time, I guess. Oh, that's great. Go ahead. Who, who has a, any share? Any questions? Yeah, any hands, any questions? You guys, just uh, put your hand up and we'll unmute you. And... Kaiser has his hand up. Where is he? There he is up there in the corner. Hey, buddy. Hey, thanks, Kurt. Hey, Paul. Thanks, buddy. Um, you know, you, you touched upon um, something in a way that you've never touched upon before. And I want to kind of uh, see if there's something there for me to kind of explore, if you could kind of pull it out. Um, so in sobriety, that being convinced with uh, my alcoholism and my fear of sobriety, that, that, was, that was great. And that, that's, that's pretty much settled. Kaiser, let me just throw something in there. Yeah. Not my fear and my sobriety, just okay. fear. Yes. Just okay. take, let the my drop off. You don't. You're used to carrying it, but it's not needed anymore. Right. I'm glad you brought this up. That this my that because that's where exactly where I wanted to go. You were talking about my resentment versus just resentment. Yes. And and you, <laughs> like you see the my resentment and feel that, and then there's this position of neutrality, and then there's just resentment, and the difference between my resentment and resentment it's almost like you you weigh what the difference is between those two and then you said you kind of created an image with that like uh what you were talking about like with the planets and stuff they had they have radar and then they do that um one of the things that's been um kind of like a fly in my in or a, a fly in in my process is this year i wrote i really am interested in being convinced and that can being convinced is that actually i'm not a self and i don't have to claim the lower power the the, the self part of that um and the, the weirdest thing is 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 i go I, my experience is I, I go in and out of from the self to the higher power by being of service, I'm relieved. And then I get heavy again. And then I want to get out of the being the heavy as the self as the self. And there's, there's still honestly a, a slight lack of being convinced. And what you had said about getting the, the difference between my resentment and resentment and experiencing that. Ooh, there's something there that might, that there's an intuition that go there and experience that. And I just, 
there might be a a convincing because you seem to be like 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 me you have these thoughts and stuff like that and you're like okay whatever that's great it's a thought um i'm recalling to do that but there's still a lack of being convinced there um yeah so go on if you would about that difference between my resentment and resentment or difference between my xyz and then just xyz that position neutrality man there there's there's something tasty there for me i don't know all right so this it's not going to be your being convinced it's being convinced you're not the my it's not my being convinced yeah 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 that which wants to be convinced can't be it's it's made up of two-ness it's yes or no this or that yeah yay or nay it has both aspects at the same time one's been leaned in more than the other but they're both there yeah the being convinced is more sort of what we imply with the word the innermost yeah like when i was convinced of of <laughs> you know struck sober it wasn't in where the problem resides it was somewhere else let's call it the innermost yeah that in that place being convinced can be held without an opposite yeah so you can come to a conclusion not in not also not with an anti-conclusion just a conclusion yeah no opposite with the my it's always conditional. So you're conditionally convinced and then you're conditionally unconvinced right. and the head plays with it. So that's the head playing God. Yeah. Where for us as real addicts and alcoholics, it's essential. We be free of these shit resentments and stuff like that. It's essential. It kills more alcoholics than anything else. Yeah. Mm. And we cannot do it with on our own power. That's the admittance. Now, hopefully you're convinced of that. So you don't deal with the resentment, you write it down. Yeah. You don't deal with it directly, you write it down. And then you take it over to the power and you ask it to change it. Yeah. 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 How does it change it? It weakens the my really. Resentments come because we see in a very weird way. You know, the Chuck C had the new pair of glasses. What the new pair of glasses are trying to correct is an obsessive self-centered view, yeah? We're looking at everything as how it pertains to us. That's how it is. It's not like a, it's not like a, a, a panoramic random view, it's focused. Everything is focused to be about us, yeah? It's called self-centeredness. You can picture it as a pair of glasses and Chuck C is saying there's a new pair of glasses, yeah? which will hopefully show you there's a possibility of seeing differently than the old pair of glasses. Yes? Yeah. So the new pair of glasses, when you look at something, that's that allows or affords of being convinced. The old pair of glasses is, oh, well, I'm convinced now. Yeah, but when it comes to a girlfriend or something, whatever like that, I have a conditional convinced and I can be unconvinced anytime I want. Yes? <laughs> yes? Yeah plays with this thing. Uh, in being convinced, there's no playing with it. You've come to a conclusion, you were brought there, that you're fucked, really, let's say. Yeah. 
And it's not like, oh, I could be unfucked if I have a drink. No, you, you, it's none of that's going to work this time. It's the being convinced is of, let's say, oneness, not two-ness. Yeah. It's not like, all right, I'm totally fucked up now, but I won't, you know, tomorrow I'll be all right. No, this is like, yes, you're convinced of something. There's no other possibility. Yeah. That's where the freedom lies. You don't, you don't arrive to the freedom from the problem. The problem resides in the mind. The mind's not bringing you to the promised land. It will promise you the land all fucking day. It's not bringing you there. Yeah, it's the problem. Read the book. They diagnose it. The problem resides in the mind. I'm not making it up. It's right in one of the pages there. It's one of the clearest diagnoses. Where does the problem reside? In your mind. What? What is the mind? Is it a thing? No. It's activity, isn't it? Yeah. Is the mind a thought or is it thinking, supposedly? Yeah, it's all activity. So the problem is an activity. The bondage of self is an activity. It's not something gets bonded to something else. Yeah, it's an activity. The activity is saying you're already bonded when you never are. <laughs> That's the activity. It doesn't say, watch out, you're going to become a self. It says you already are one. That's the bondage. The bondage is, it's sort of like the bondage of the uh, original sin in Catholicism. So the original sin is a mortal sin, which means there's no possibility of forgiveness. And you had it before you even know you did it. And you stand with that, good luck. You know, <laughs> take off and try to live the best you can because it really doesn't matter. You've been tattooed with the original sin. Nothing can wash it off. And you don't even remember what you did. Yeah. So this is sort of in a weird way, like selfing. Selfing tells you you're something already. It says you're a loser. It doesn't say you could become a loser. It says you're a loser, bro. It says you're never going to be loved. It's, it says it pontificates constantly and it makes up shit. And then it tells you, man, let's get out of this. So now that which made the shit up, you're going to use it as a vehicle to get out of the shit is just more shit, really. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Right. So, so you're, you're saying, um, well, there's being convinced. And then from, no, my, perspective, from my perspective, there's an activity of trying to be convinced, which ignores kind of being convinced. So I very well. Exactly. Why you see, because what's trying to be convinced can't be convinced. So give you. up that fucking hope. I got be convinced when it enters the rehab, the second day it's ready to split. Isn't it? it happens all the fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I met guys in Thailand who were convinced that they wanted to be a monk. They took on the robes and after three months, they wanted to get out of there. That's how convinced they were. <laughs> Once they saw what it was like to live as a monk in Thailand, they wanted to go back to Brooklyn, but they were convinced they wanted to be a monk the rest of their life. Well, they were unconvinced pretty quickly. Yeah. We're not talking about that. We're talking about being convinced of certain conditions that have a huge influence in you, like alcoholism. Yeah, 
being convinced that you're not managerial quality, being convinced that no human power, including yours, is going to get you out of this situation, being convinced the best posture is surrender, not you surrendering, the surrendering of the you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the surrendering of the you is not waiting around for it to be convinced for everything to get great or to do what you need to do, because it ain't. It's all conditional. The mental state is all transactional. It just does a deal. And then if it doesn't like the deal, it negates the deal. It fucking knows and voids it. Yeah. You need something much more reliable than that when it comes when it concerns sobriety with if you're a real addict and a real alcoholic, you can't half measures isn't going to work. Yeah. Being convinced is not a half measure. It's like a fact you've recognized you're in an unwinnable condition. And that's the winning of the condition. You admit it fine. And you ask for help. And a lot of times when you ask for help, you'll be put to use as being helpful to others. That's how you're your, your asking for help was was responded to, was helping others. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's how we get help the most sometimes, yes? Yeah. Like the Course of Miracles says, you wanna learn the Course of Miracles, teach it. Yeah, the great way is to learn is to teach. The great way to know you have it is by giving it away. I'm not a believer, I gotta, Make sure I have it before I try to give it away. No, if you're willing to give it away, you have it. Yeah. If you're willing to give it away, you have it. That to me is spirit. Yeah. You don't you don't have a quantity of spirit that gives you an authority. You're just willing to be used and you're used. Yeah. Do you think I have a PhD in speaking to people? No. I was compelled to sit and share stuff with people and things conspired to end me up at this place. Yeah. Have I shown up at any of these meetings? Never. If I did, I would turn off the Zoom. I wouldn't listen to Paul Hedeman for a second. Yeah. But hopefully Paul Hedeman is not talking right now. Yeah. Something's coming through, Paul. And I have great faith in that. But if you ask for Paul's advice, I wouldn't give it concerning relationships and shit like that. <laughs> and with that, you just touch upon the uh, spiritual principle of anonymity, which is delicious. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yes, anonymity is 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 uh, being convinced of the conditions, which is a very humbling position. Yeah, you are not the cause of almost anything. You're the effect running around as a cause. <laughs> <laughs> didn't Thanks, you think you were doing one thing and then something else had a larger agenda when you were taken over by alcoholism uh you know did you set the dance uh, the dance moves and have the gorilla follow or did the gorilla set the dance move and you followed yeah yeah even you more Gorilla wanted to stop. You weren't doing fucking shit. You were being dragged along, used for transportation. Yes, yes, you were. Look at, just do a study in our community. You know, in NA, they talk about the three parking spaces, institution, jails, and death. So you take 
100,000 of us in the programs and you realize and you see how many of those 100,000 cars end up in the same three parking spaces because we share the same driver, alcoholism. Yeah, so we go where alcoholism goes. So the, the trajectory of alcoholism has been captured by the society of recovery. So you can look at someone and you can forecast their life pretty much. You can say, listen, bro, if you keep doing what you're doing, this and that and that and this and this and this, and then they call you up 10 years later and it pretty much, you were the great soothsayer. You, you had the crystal ball. You didn't need a crystal ball. You saw your own life of alcoholism and you can pretty much generalize what their life under alcoholism will be because alcoholism doesn't have an infinite amount of traits. It treats everyone the same pretty much. <laughs> You know what I mean? You can see, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> really, seriously. Do you think the thoughts that you think you're having are yours? No. Do you go to a meeting and people sound just like you? That's terrible because we want to be unique, all of us. We hate to be a conformed little uh, presentation, but we're pretty much are. Yeah, so so people share their feelings, their thoughts, their reactions, and after a while, you have to come to the two conclusions. How did they get my thoughts or they're not my thoughts? Yeah, that's where the freedom lies, doesn't it? When you see your thoughts as not your thoughts, there's a freedom from thought that is not available when they're held as your thoughts. It's not even close to being available, yeah? But if you see them as not your thoughts, there's an availability of space. Yeah. Hmm? You're on to something. Yeah. So when you feel that my, just bring it to six and seven. I'm entirely ready for my to be reconfigured. And I ask this power to do it. Yeah. And with the trust of something did for you what you couldn't do yourself, getting you sober, which has been a huge thing, you should have some feeling around it. And that feeling is like rocket fuel. And you turn that over to the higher power and you trust the process. Yeah, that you will be changed. You won't change yourself, maybe, very rarely. You will be changed. Yeah, life will work on you. Yeah, and by life working on you, you can see the hands that are behind it. Yeah, you get the intimacy of the higher power. Yeah, much better than a picture of a saint or shit like that. Though there's nothing wrong with that. But you have an intimacy in your own life of feeling something move through you and to see it move through others. Yeah. How much more convincing can it be, really? How much more convincing do you need? You seemingly were dying from a hopeless state of mind and body, and now you've been relieved of that. And obviously you didn't do it, so let the credit go where it may. I mean, if that isn't, if that isn't enough to being convinced, I don't know what is. I just think we're trying to convince something that can't be convinced, yeah? The innermost is very easily convinced. It realizes something does not work. <laughs> and it stops trying to work it. It does. It just fucking finally gives up. 
and it it's open to be, be moved in a different direction by a different direction. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Thanks, Kaiser. Any other questions? Any other hands? Come on, you guys. Oh, we got Greg's iPhone. Go for it. Yeah. My thing is. It. Hey guys. Hey Paul. Hey. So so uh, so I have uh, uh, when I sobered up this last time. I've been in the fellowship forty five years. I sobered up 17 years ago and uh, my sponsor asked how I was feeling physically, you know, going through the, you know, do you have a watch? Do you have a notepad? Do you have a calendar? All this stuff to kind of keep track of my days and stuff. He says, how, how are you physically? I said, well, you know, my sides hurting. Well, long story short, I found out I have a blood disorder. I have cancer. And, and 17 years plus have gone by and now I, I'm in the last stages of that. And um, so they say, your only option is to get a bone marrow transplant. And then, then there's, there's the voices they're saying, well, yeah, but you can do this holistically, but you know, of course I haven't found anything, but I'm trying it anyways. But it's, uh, the question I have is like, I got like these, you know, there's days I go by and I'm just like super positive and I'm happy I have options. And then, then there'll be two, three days out of the week where I'm just saying, I'm fucked and there's no way out. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, and I know it, it, it's all a lot of false programming in my head. And uh, it, it's scary because, you know, I want to survive as this body for a little while longer. I, yeah. As tough as my life has been, at times I still enjoy it. <laughs> um, yeah. but i'm just kind of I, just wherever whatever comes up for you any input on that well again i think it can be in right now it seems to fall under the category of facing life successfully so life brings challenges and you seem to you're still sober yes yeah so one sense from afar you're facing life successfully it hasn't led you to a drink you're coping with it so I think it's a lot, it's an upgrade from what, how we used to deal with shit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. To have that. Yeah. And of course you're in that dualistic thing. Sometimes you feel great with the same problem and sometimes you feel terrible with the same problem. So is it really the problem that's causing the terrible and greatness? No. Yeah. Because the cancer, when you're feeling great, you seem to have the cancer still. And when you're not feeling great, you still have the cancer. I still have the cancer. So you, you have swings in how you feel. So it can't be totally premised on cancer because you have cancer in both swings, yeah? You're feeling yeah. great. So obviously the cancer is being used one way to, to uh, amplify a heaviness or make it more. And then there's a freedom from that when you're having a great day. But the cancer's there both days, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So obviously the great day isn't based on the cancer or the bad day isn't really based on the cancer. It's just an aspect of your life that the head can try to use or not. But in fact, there's something overriding the cancer or giving the meaning to the cancer, which is us. Yes. 
Right, right. Yep. Therefore, and in that place, there's importance to rely on that, what we call the higher power, because a lot of false evidence will appear real in one mental state. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So one day it's telling you it's because of cancer you feel shitty, but it's not telling you you're feeling great because of cancer, is it? No, no. Yeah. So oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Really no, no. so much because of cancer. Well, there are days where I, I'm grateful of the lessons I've learned from it. No, nope, just like yeah. with alcoholism, I'm like, wow, man, I would have never had that experience. Yeah. Had it not been for that awful experience. Yeah, and you know, some things like cancer hasn't been <laughs> something in my life, but I had a you know an accident that had has produced a chronic condition for 40 something years physically and you know you uh after a while it's not the focus of the blame or the credit yeah you can live quite successfully around an impediment yeah so i have a bent leg and can find a pair of shoes that ever work and shit like that and can't stand on a surfboard or anything, doesn't have any feeling. Yeah, but mm. the bitch, but on another level, it's brought about a huge amount of empathy for others and, uh, you know, brought me to earth, brought me back to earth because I was always trying to take off and split. <laughs> and there's nothing like a bad <laughs> leg to do, make it, make it obvious that you're in a, physical definition, so to speak. So, yeah, I think everyone has their seat assignment. And I think the success in that is in the minor things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They still have cancer, but it's been shown on many days that the cancer wasn't the deciding factor of the day. Yeah, that's a great bit of information. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but yeah, I really appreciate the insight. So. Yeah, I mean, it's hey, I'm not, I'm not the cancer. I'm not my body. I'm not the alcoholism. I'm whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever I am doesn't need any. It's like going on. I'm just really enjoying life. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is a traveling lighter. See, traveling lighter doesn't mean the cancer goes away. It could, but it doesn't mean that. It means you're going to travel lighter through cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to thrive to travel later through a, a disability. I'm going to da da da. Yes. And my head and the doctors were giving me a lot of bleak forecasts when I was in the hospital and most of them haven't come to pass. Yeah. yeah. So thank God when I was there, the doctors weren't the ultimate authority. I had a sense of a higher authority and I feel you do too. So. Uh-huh. And especially the mental states constantly trying to tell you how it's going to be, how it is, how it was. It's a lot of bullshit. Yeah. It is bullshit. Yes. Yeah. And something that's overpowered yeah. a few times a week, which is awesome. Yeah. 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 yeah I spend, I would say I spend, I went for a few weeks without any like bumming out or waking up to a head full. Uh, and I, I decided, you know, I get to choose what I'm going to think today and I'm going to take my body over here and sit it down in a chair and meditate to what I want to meditate to what, you know, and my body's going, we need to go get some Cheerios or 
maybe you should go to a meeting or, or to go do this or that. And I'm, I'm forcing all those urges to just say, hey, man, you're going to get all that stuff, but it's not going to happen until later. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, you hopefully you have a network to share stuff with because, yeah. you know, your insights under this condition can be helpful to other people who are entering that condition or under it themselves. So really, yeah. I really a lot of times success isn't based on how we're doing. It's our maximum use. Yeah. I hate to break the news to me. <laughs> It's sort of like, please leave me of the bondage yourself so I can have a big house in Malibu. No, so that I can be an example to other people. <laughs> Something works. Yeah. Oh, they have yeah. the house too? Maybe, but it's yeah. not the primary point. Yeah, the primary point is to be of use to others. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure I'm sure you're fulfilling that. So there you go. Best I can. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, that's all we can do. Yeah, the best we yeah. can. Best we can, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thank you for the share, and thank you for uh, uh, you know trusting us enough to speak about stuff. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Yeah, thanks, man. I I I I feel it. (laughs) I just Um, uh, absolutely insist on doing the best at just loving what's still so much available that. I will say I appreciate things so much more. I, 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 I can break out in tears over the littlest things of which I used to just pass by before. And, uh, and, and yeah, especially working with, with other people. It's just, yeah, I see them struggling so much with this idea of what they're not. But uh, and it's great to, to sit them down when they start asking questions. And, yes. You know. very, yes. Very good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the good and bad isn't really based on the condition. It's our obviously response to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And if the you know knowing my response really promotes more of a surrender for a new response. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, and that new response has led me to be able to fight, face life successfully and without shooting dope or anything many years. And actually, I never even have a strong feeling or thought about it. So, hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's true. It's great. Thanks, brother. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you. All right. A little tear. Uh, yeah. Let's see, we got 20 to 12, Paul, Pacific Coast time. We got a lot of demands in Hawaii. We, uh, we don't have any more hands. You want to wrap it up? It can only be a burning desire. I mean, and I mean a five alarm burning desire. <laughs> if there's any question, it's fine. We're not doing shit. <laughs> but if not, I can go. That's great. Oh, I think we, got, we got a burning desire. Is it Senna? Senna? Oh no, I, I'm, I'm I don't. I was just putting the fire on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Senna. Thank you for that quick response. <laughs> All right, so let's say goodbye to everyone. Yeah. Uh, there's some lovely people here, personal. Yes. 
there's Amelia there and Carrie. Carrie is a, a usual suspect. We're in the same room. <laughs> Jesus, guys. <laughs> I like that Zoom space provided. Oh, <laughs> all right. So we got Stefan on having never left. Nice to see you, Stefan, as always, really. Miles, nice to see you, my friend, there. Thank you. Steve in Germany, nice to see you, Steve. We got video. Nina, not Nina, nor Tina, but Nina. Thank you, Nina. We had Chris from Mammoth Lakes. Uh, Gustav, nice to see you, Gustav. Uh, Greg, nice to see you, Greg. Greg's iPhone. Susan, nice to see you, Susan. Yeah, Amy, Seattle, Oliver, Berlin. I always like to say where they're from, yeah, because I don't even remember where I'm from. <laughs> it's practice. Logan, Kelly, uh, let's see, Michael, Stacy. I just saw him up there. You might. We got PK. PK has been quiet today. He's actually sitting in a chair. Yes. We got. Uh, we got not manageable from Sweden. Nice to see you, bro. Artur. We got Kurt Z and Kristen. I don't know how she popped in there, but she's she's uh, this uh, Kurt's becoming the new Mecca. I see the people coming to visit Kurt <laughs> down in Redondo Beach without my knowing it. It's okay, <laughs> Walter. I know all, I know all the Zoom intricacies. I know all the shit that's going on. I do. It's all coming into clear light. We got Walter. Walter, nice to see you, Walter. Amsterdam, Jess from Ireland. Tommy, Ireland. Mickey from Madeira, Madeira, California. Yep. Where the nights are short and the days are long. Joseph from France. Joseph, as always, thanks for sticking with the SSN Bitslap. It may look like it's sinking, but it's just floating. Like an old band I used to like. Drowning, what? Drowning, not waving. <laughs> or it was waving, not drowning. I don't know. We got Roman. German, thank you. Roman is a great... He participates on a lot of levels. Thank you for all the help. Kaiser, as always. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see who else is here. I think uh, that's it. I don't see any more right now. Do you? No. All right. Hey, thanks. Thanks for coming today. And we'll be here tomorrow night. And uh, meaning Hawaii and the Zoom at 7 Pacific time and Thursday and Saturday. Yes. Thanks. Thank you, Kurt, for this great yeah, job. Thanks, thank you for the, for the day. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Kurt. Thank thanks, you. Kurt. Good yes, job, Kurt. Welcome. You are welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks, Kurt. Uh, stop recording, Kurt.